This is High Dime Anxiety Podcast. Welcome to the space devoted to speaking your mind about the times, from what's relevant in the now and way back when. Join me with guests to expect a frequency like no other. Are you ready? Because I am. It's Jada Diamond. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jada Diamonds here, back with another podcast. I hope everybody is doing good during this tumultuous time. I have not done a podcast since the summertime. Your girl got hair now. Like, she a virtual teacher. Like, the fuck? Like, we here. So... I'm back and I'm better. Um, nothing really has been wrong. I've just been trying to arrange things in my personal life and just get comfortable with what I have going on in real life before I can like retreat back to this virtual setting of this podcast. And so I've just been away for a bit and I haven't just left you guys. I have not been on social media. I just got back on social media yesterday, election day, November 3rd. Um, And I'm probably not completely back on there either because shit's looking the same. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's the fucking same. I don't know what I I figured would be different. But I guess I'm feeling like because I'm different, I expect everything else to be different when you can't focus on shit around you when you focused on yourself. So, you know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to look at. I miss a couple of the faces on there. My girls that I like looking at daily, doing a damn thing. I'm happy to see them. But everything else is just like the same motions. And so I'm tired of the robotics. You know what I'm saying? So I have to give everything a little break. Um... So, yeah, I'm back and I'm better. Um, I've actually decided that I wanted to make this podcast into certain segments where I'm discussing things that are important to me uh, in conversation style because I am alone. But we're going to break it apart where I'm not dwelling on things so much. So the different things that I'm going to be discussing are the events that are occurring and going on in my city. Um, I'm going to be talking about mental health, just a little quick check in, uh, kind of coin that term from my boy King of Reads over on YouTube until I find a more savvy, a more cooler name that fits me, which is going to call it a mental health check in. Um, also we're going to be talking about current events and the main bulk, the topic of the day, the shit your girl want to get into what she want to talk about. Um, and also my little favorite things like I read now. Well, I've been reading forever, but I'm back on my reading shit heavy because that shit made me happy. Um, and also my favorite things that I got going on, like whatever I'm using for my skincare, whatever I'm loving eating, whatever I'm loving drinking, whatever, you know, music that I'm fucking with right now, whatever, you know, just whatever. That's my favorite. That's what we're going to talk about. Get into it. Period. Um, so first, we're going to start off with that mental check in. When I say I've been all over the place and it has only been because of my job, like people don't understand. It's a luxury right now to even say you have a job. It's even more of a luxury right now to say that you have a career. And regardless of the fact, no one can sit up and tell me to my face that I'm not doing a damn thing because I'm a school teacher. But guess what? Homegirl got 5,000 different talents. But I have a moneymaker at the end of the day. And what my mama told me is before you can call yourself any type of hustler, you always got to have a job that's going to pay your bills. And that's exactly what I got and so with that an actual career you got your big girl panties on 
And I'm telling you, them big girl panties been giving me a fucking wedgie. Like, I've been pulling them panties out my ass every fucking day since August 31st. Oh, Jesus. Like, this virtual school shit is no fucking joke. Like, it's to the point where I got my system down packed because I'm that bitch when it comes to teaching. But you just never know what you're going to, like, get. Like, at one point, there was a parent completely naked, and she didn't even realize it. So, it's like, go put you some fucking clothes on. Like, at some point, the students are checked out. So, I'm feeling like, and I can say this, eight hours is too long, but I'm doing it because that's what my principal wants. Um, I teach third grade, so my kids do switch classes. But I watch my daughter. Like, my baby goes to the same school that I teach at, and so... Without me, like, cracking the whip, her ass would be giving no fucks because it's like she's six years old. What do you expect? So without getting too deep into it, that's the only thing that kind of takes my mental health up times 10. And so the only thing that I suffer from is anxiety. So I get extremely anxious, but I'm very, very good at handling it. And I know that other people aren't. So that's why I don't discuss it a lot where it's like, ooh, I just, I'm so anxious. I have so much anxiety, but my boyfriend sees sees it. He can tell, like, he doesn't know what's wrong, but he knows something's wrong. And so I go into these bouts where I'm I'm super quiet and I'm super withdrawn and removed. And I don't feel like doing things that make me happy. Like, I like to cook, but it's starting to become a task or a chore. Or I've been enjoying working out and I see the results, but I just want to lay in the bed. So it's just things like that that start happening when I'm starting to be just extremely anxious but I don't want to do anything so it's either when I'm anxious I do too much or when I'm super anxious I try to sit still and I do nothing and so it's only when work is getting to me and I don't want to get into it deeply but at certain times it's just like I be feeling like maybe this shit ain't for me but I have to understand that there are veteran teachers I've only been teaching for four years there are veteran teachers out there who have never experienced this and who aren't good at working computers but who had to conform to the ways of society right now to keep their job you know and to be able to reach their babies at school so I think about those things I pray about it and I keep it moving and then eventually I start to feel better I start to be able to breathe and Friday comes and it's the weekend and I can do all the things that I love and I reset myself to start again. So that's my mental health check in for the week. Everything gets better with time. Um, And right now, time is of the essence. So if you're not doing nothing else, it's time to be studying your craft so that you're not getting sidetracked with all the bullshit. Um, and so, yeah, that's going. That's it. That's what's going on with my mental health. Your girl is doing good other than that. Daily, daily life is great. Home life is great. Um, I feel good. Like, I don't let a lot of people in inside of my business um, to know much. And so when you don't have a lot of chaos in your life, you don't, when you don't have a lot of friends in your life, your life is better. Now... To say that I don't want more friends is a lie, but it's like, at what cost am I willing to let someone in my life? You know, so I'm okay with my my boyfriend being my best friend, my daughter being my best friend. I call my mom every day, so I'm good. Um, So that's it with that segment. If we can, we're going to move on into the events popping in the city. Now... We know COVID. We know Miss Corona's here. She really is trying to stay and she's not trying to like move, leave, and go anywhere. So, you know, 
that's okay. But however, if you got your gloves, if you got your mask, and you good and you want to get out and about, you're able to do that because it's not a fucking crime. And so I get sick of hearing all of the ridicule that goes around um, about people, you know, getting out and about with coronavirus, like whatever. We just had a whole Halloween party and everyone's doing fine. You know, so it's just about your bubble and how you're distancing and how you're cleaning and washing your hands. And so with that being said, there's shit to do because Memphis, Tennessee is not closed down. Now, I heard there's a new lockdown on California, New York, but those are really hot spots. You know, we're in the South, the rural South at that. Ain't shit popping around here. Everybody think they doing something, but they really ain't doing nothing. So there's shit popping. And so the main place or the source that people need to know that they can go to is choose901.com. Um, and they're just always, they're going to have you hip to everything that you might think or everything is here. And so you just choose from a list something that might stand out to you. Um, and so we'll start with Thursday because today is Wednesday. So the things that are popping Thursday, November 5th, of course, this week is Downtown Dining Week. So you want to get into that. You can get on Facebook and just type in Downtown Dining Week or, you know, your homegirl going to have you in the dough because I'm going to put the link in the description of today's show, which I call show notes. And so you can just click on it from there and go from there or just type in choose901.com and you'll be there. That's your source. Honestly, they have job postings, um, places where you can apply to be a mentor. You can apply to be a mentee, different ways you can invest in yourself. And like, I'm here for the events. Okay, honey, because I've invested in myself. So, of course, like I said, downtown dining week, you got the grilling series. It says ain't nothing better than a potato crosstown concourse location. It says party off the plaza wine week. That's going to be a virtual event. Outdoor movie series at Overton Park. That sounds fun. Let's click on it and see more details. Um, so, yeah. Chimes Square. Not Times. It's cute. Chimes Square. Movie nights. Thursdays at Overton Square. Free socially distanced movies begin at 7 p.m. in Chimes Square on the stage. Um, this is cool. Overton Square is thrilled to welcome you back to Chime Square for the return of a special socially distanced movie night series this fall. Bring your own blankets or chairs and get ready to join us for the three separate evenings of family movie magic featuring. Oh, they're going to show Halloween. Oh, they already show Halloween Town. <gasps> Tomorrow, they're going to show Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And next Thursday is going to be Spaceballs. So I think that we're going to go. I probably go and let me just what I'm doing, child. I'm taking a picture of this, honey, because this sounds something like something fun. Mm hmm. Chime Square. So, yeah, like I said, this link will definitely be in the descriptions. All right, moving on. That's this Thursday. So if y'all listen today, then that's something for y'all to do tomorrow night. All right, so you got Thirsty Thursdays. It says Tour Day Memphis Group Run. The Buff City Soap and Lucky Luna are doing a collaboration. And so that's going to be from 2 to 6 o'clock at the Buff City location in um, Midtown. Uh, what else is going on? It says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a 30th anniversary event, and Family Movie Night at a Renaissance Park. So that's Thursday. Let's see what's going on on Friday. Then we'll move on. 
Um, Scarecrow Building Contest, Crafts Fair Pop-Up Show, Viva La Books Saver at Home, Party Off the Plaza again with the Wine Week Virtual, Memphis May presents Chinese Connection Dub Embassy live stream, um, Karaoke and Absolutely Dragulous, Dragulicious, Dragulous, um, either way, these links will be like I said in the show notes alright so you'll look that up and you guys can get to it current events time let's get into this election honey so since Joe Biden is projected to win Michigan today sister girl Trumpy or Trumpette has decided to file a lawsuit with Pennsylvania and Michigan to demand a recount okay this is setting them up for contesting the um, election outcome which it has not been an outcome yet but getting these lawsuits in place is getting them ready to start sending everything to the Supreme Court so this is serious business all right so I find it interesting to know the things that are occurring uh, in the world even though I am kind of removed. I'm not at the same time because these types of things affects me. And so if you want to, if you choose to live in a dream world, that is your choice. But I choose to be sane and be present and be informed. Um, That's my choice. So with that being said here, I'm on the Yahoo News page because I found this story very interesting. The headliner is Trump sues in Pennsylvania and Michigan. He asks for Wisconsin to recount. Um, And so it says here that Trump campaign said it filed lawsuits Wednesday in Pennsylvania and Michigan, laying the groundwork for contesting the outcome in undecided battleground states that could determine whether President Donald Trump gets another four years in the White House. Suits in both states are demanding better access for campaign observers to locations where ballots are being processed and counted, the campaign said. The campaign also is seeking to intervene in a Pennsylvania case at the Supreme Court that deals with whether ballots received up to three days after the election can be counted. Deputy campaign manager Justin Clark says, all right, I'm not going to continue to read this, but just understand that Donald Trump is an agent of chaos. And so wherever he can sow it, he's going to. If you think back to the first election, I'm not the first election, but the first debate, um, he, it was completely chaotic. It was full of crap, full of shit. And, I didn't hear any important policies from either one of them because his main goal is to is to just so chaos, basically. And instead of being able to talk through plans that he does not have, he rather interrupt the plans that Biden has and Biden wants to discuss and just throw jabs at him and cheap shots. And so that's just what's going on now. So they'll re- he'll recant. He'll he won't. Um. He won't accept losing. So th- this will go on. And guess what? By January, by the inauguration, everything will be fine. Like, I think that Biden is going to win. I even think that after all the counts are done, Biden is going to win. And that just is what it is. Now, hey, I'm political to a fault. But at the same time, I truly feel like everyone has a little bit of bad in them. And you don't really know who you can truly trust. But I feel like if you voted for Donald Trump, like, your mom's a hoe period like yeah i said it because some and what you guys will be super fucking surprised about is all the people talking against donald trump them niggas voting for him 
this whole is a whole little secret society. And so you have to read between the lies and read between the bullshit. All this shit coming out. All the rich people voting for Donald Trump. If you look at how close the race was, this is how you can tell folks believe in this man and they love his policies. They like the way he's pushing the world. You know, the divisiveness of it all is really what's killing me because I never felt like Donald Trump was a racist, but he won off of racism. So it's a a huge difference. So basically, racism is okay to him. But it's like, I'm not a racist. Just because people who vote for me are, that doesn't make me a racist. But if that's how you choose to win and you don't denounce people um, who are completely racist, you're an agent of chaos, you know. And so that's just all with that. Everybody knows elections going on. The news is everywhere. But that's big news. And it just hit the forefront a couple of hours ago that he's preparing to uh, contest the election. So it's serious. <laughs> and in other news, our homeboy, everybody's daddy, um, Kanye West says, God is good. Today I am voting for the first time in my life for the president of the United States. And it's for someone I truly trust. Me. I had to drink some water after that one because I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. Um, I know a couple of diehard Kanye fans. Hell, I'm a Kanye fan. I have a pair of Yeezy slides on right now. All right. And I want a pair of his first like big release shoes after he made those little ugly shaped ones. But one thing that this is telling to me is it's telling to me that Kanye has a divisive spirit as well because those 50,000 people that voted for him could have voted for Biden. That's one. I feel like if he was serious, he should he should have waited and ran in 2024, which is what he's saying now. Um, I feel like that would give him time to get his policies together, get his mindset together, get his candidate, his running mate together, you know, get his mind together. Also, if this year, yesterday was his first time voting, that should tell you another thing that he was not fucking serious from jump. If you've never felt like you needed to get off your ass and go and vote for a president up until you ran, you don't give a fuck about America. Like, you don't care about America. And no, I did not listen to his interview with Joe Rogan. I don't care about no three-hour interview of Kanye West running off on tangents, talking in stream of consciousness. I don't care about that. And so I don't think that he is a bad person, but I do feel like Kanye West is one of the biggest narcissists in the world. And so if you want a nar, first of all, a narcissist has been running our country. We didn't need another one. We didn't need another one. And we did not need a narcissist to be the first lady. Like people, the celebrity of it all is just, was not doing it for me. The celebrity of it all. And then they're super entitled. And so we didn't need another entitled monkey in the White House. Okay, we already got one. And that's all I'm going to say about that matter. I just thought that it was interesting to say that he, that today was his first. I wouldn't have said that today was my first time voting. Unless you're a felon. And he's not a convicted felon. I don't think Kanye West has ever been to jail. All right, that's the only time that anyone should come up and be like open and honest about it being their first time. Right? This, hey, this is just me. This is just me. This is just me. Alright. Moving on. I felt like this was funny and uh, I bitch just wanted to mention it. Um, this was one of the funniest messages that came across 
uh, my timeline yesterday and homegirl Alexis Sky. No, I do not follow her, but everybody was reposting this shit where she was like, today feels like the whole country is waiting for an STD test result. That shit blew me. Oh my God, I laughed so hard when I seen that. I thought that that was hilarious. In other news, um, my favorite Democrat, Maxine Waters, wins re-election to U.S. House in California's 43rd Congressional District. Yay for her. Also, the Democrats have taken over, have taken back the Senate, which is also a great win. Um, I'm happy about that. And so, you know, yeah, those are the main things that are events that are current current enough for me to speak on i'm not gonna like go into what do you call it pop culture right now because like i don't really follow the blogs like that so i'm not gonna get into everything that's going on in the shade room like that's not my tea i also don't watch regular tv so my next segment that i felt that would be interesting are my current favorites or my current reads okay so i just finished this book called daisy jones and the six when i tell y'all daisy jones and the six was so freaking good that book had me on my toes um i even stopped reading it because i was reading it too fast and i wanted to make it last and so a lot of times people don't understand like oh my gosh how can you read or why why do you read or how is reading so interesting and so fun to you reading a book is like watching a movie or watching a tv show okay it's the same thing but you have to just decide that that's something that you want to do um so just briefly the blurb here it's written by taylor jenkins reed who is also the author of another one of my most favorite books it's called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo and that book oh my god y'all but i'm not gonna talk about it because i've been read that when i read that book earlier this year so daisy jones and the six is a new york times bestseller as is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo which says a lot about taylor jenkins reed she's a magnificent author okay daisy jones and the six came out last year it is a gripping novel about the whirlwind rise of an iconic 1970s rock group and their beautiful lead singer revealing the mystery behind their infamous breakup oh my god and when i tell you it was so infamous so just the way it was written it was written extremely well first of all one thing to note is that daisy jones and the six was written as if the author was interviewing the band so <laughs> the stories are recounted the way that taylor jenkins reed decided to write the novel is so good because no one she'll speak or the question would be centered around like the same type of question so she would ask everybody in the van like where were you such and such night like what happened and then one person would end up saying what they felt or what they remembered about that night then another band member will come back and piggyback and it'll sort of sound the same but it'll be a different ending or the way the person was like perceived will be totally different and that is so important to me that she did that because everybody's version or vision of events that happened is completely different and so she did a good job um of doing or rather not of doing but of writing that um 
it's just really like how can one person top herself over and over again Honestly, I was blown away by Reed's ability to write such engaging, real-life entertaining, entertainment, I'm sorry, of phenomenal stories, one after the other. And so, with the six, it's just phenomenal. Like, I kid you not. <sighs> realistic. The book was extremely realistic, okay? That's all I'm going to say. The format of the book is completely different from anything that I've ever read. It did not take me a minute or five to get used to it. I instantly was into the book. You know what I mean? It just was like that. So this is just one of my favorites right now, my current favorites. And we're going to move on to another book that I'm reading. And so it's The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. All right. The Woman in the Window. Let me just start off by saying that i'm only about i got it right here with me i'm only about 96 pages in and the book is crazy first of all anna fox is the woman in the window that's her name she's a psychologist and she has a husband and she has a daughter she's separated from her husband because she is a um what is it agoraphobic she's agora she has agoraph agoraphobia which means that she's afraid to go outside i have not gotten to what exactly ended up happening okay the woman in the window so she i realized quickly that it is definitely not a carbon copy of the rear window so when you think about the story the rear window the rear window is an alfred hitchcock movie that takes place in the early 60s where the guy has broken his leg and so what he does all day he's a photographer and he basically is taking pictures of things that are occurring in his back window and he actually witnesses a murder and so as I was reading this book I actually was kind of feeling like you know is this an Alfred Hitchcock redo or whatever so it is undeniable that there is Alfred Hitchcock influence I will say that but the woman in the window is definitely a powerful force on its own as you get into it the book is told from the perspective of Dr. Anna Fox and like I said she's a psychologist but more um specifically she's a child psychologist who's like i said agoraphobic or has agoraphobia um and so she's just confined to her space in her room and she has one tenant also that lives in the bottom part of her home which is in harlem new york um she spends her days paying or i'm sorry playing online chess counseling others with agoraphobia as well on an, in an online community and she drinks way too freaking much all right and watches her neighbors do pretty much everything and sometimes she uses her camera to zoom in and really see what's going on with everyone when a new family moves into a neighboring house she witnesses something super horrible and i know this to be true because i've done my research before i bought the book but i don't know what happens i don't know what she sees yet and so we're going to get into it. So, of course, on the next episode of this podcast, I'm going to be deeper and deeper into the book and I'll be able to talk about it. So wrapped up on that one, I'm done with talking about that and the Daisy Jones and the Six. Another thing um, that I have been loving, of course, is poems. And so I now or I started reading uh shell silverstein's poems to my daughter i started this when she was like three years old but i kind of stopped and so my boyfriend's mom kind of got me back into 
doing it because they were on the phone. She was on the phone with Autumn the other day or the other week. And she was just like, ah, uh, are you reading at night? Yada, yada. And so she ended up mentioning where the sidewalk ends was one of her favorite books that she had read to Autumn when Autumn spent the night with her over the summer. And I was like, I have the whole, um, all four of his um, volumes of poetry. I have where the sidewalk ends. I have Falling Up, I have La Ficionado, and I have A Light in the Attic. And so what we're doing, Autumn loves these poems. So we're reading through where the sidewalk ends, and we're about two-thirds through it. And so I read her like maybe two or three of these every night, and it really makes her happy. I think it makes her sleep better. Autumn looks like literally looks like a zombie by 11 o'clock as if she hadn't had any sleep so I just usually I'm usually concerned just about is she sleeping enough and is she warm enough and she's having these like nosebleeds and stuff so anyway it's really a good these are really good poems they teach children about life in funny ways you know and they teach children about the days of the week in funny ways and just teach them about rhyming and um what are those words they're like on the tip of my tongue um onomatopoeia is in a lot of the poems and it just teaches them things and so one of my favorite poems is the one called sick and i'll read a little bit of it here it says, I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. I have the measles and the mumps, a gash, a rash, and purple bumps. My mouth is wet, my throat is dry, I'm going blind in my right eye. My tonsils are as big as rocks, I've counted 16 chicken pox. And there's one more, that's 17. And you don't? And don't you think my face looks green? My leg is cut, my eyes are blue. It might be instamatic flu. I cough and sneeze and gasp and choke. I'm sure that my left leg is broke. My hip hurts when I move my chin, my belly button's caving in. My back is wrenched, my ankle sprain, my appendix pains each time it rains. My nose is cold, my toes are numb, I have a silver in my thumb. My neck is stiff, my nose is weak, I hardly whisper when I speak. My tongue is filling up my mouth, I think my hair is falling out. So either way, you get it. So by the end of this poem, the little girl is going to realize that today is Saturday. And she doesn't even have to go to school because you don't go to school on Saturdays. And so she gets up and she goes um, to play. And so that's one of my favorites also right now. And one last favorite thing dealing with books and reading is journaling. And so my last journal entry was, what's this, October 29th. It's not so bad. That's not so bad at all. But what I've decided or what I've liked doing is reading back um to my past entries from years ago and so i read them and i was like oh my god i read journal entries from 2015 when i was still like in another relationship and like the emotions that i was feeling and the things that i talked about i was just i've always been mature basically is what i've learned and i've always been numb to pain um and i think that the numbness is wearing off because I feel different now. Things hurt my feelings easily. You know, I'm, it's like when you rip that band-aid off, it's just like, ouch, you know. But back then, you accept so many things from people because you think that they're going to get better or you think that they're sick. And so I'm realizing in reading my past 
that my future is definitely brighter, I can really feel. And so I feel like I'm going in the right way now because the numbness has disappeared and I am open and more susceptible to love and that love isn't supposed to hurt me. And if it does hurt me, I need to say something. So that's why I think it's important to journal and to write down your feelings and your thoughts because they change tremendously even daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, they change. And so how do you know that you've changed or that you were able to overcome something or fix something if you hadn't written it down? And so that's why I encourage everyone to kind of, you know, journal and write it out. Or even if you don't journal, I encourage you to do voice memos of the, of your day and how you're feeling. Um, and so, yeah. Those are those are my current favorite books. Um, my current favorite TV shows are actually over. I was really into The Vow. Oh my gosh, about the Nexium cult with Keith Raniere. Gosh, that's over. That's on HBO, and I was super into um, Lovecraft Country, which I'm thinking about reading the book because, of course, as a reader, I know that there are always things in the book that are better explained than on TV. I'm not sure yet. But I love that show. It did such a good job, <clears throat> excuse me, with that show. And that's really all I watch. I think I started watching this show about a doctor who has um, autism. I forgot the name of the show, but it was really good. It's on Hulu. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't anyone tell me how freaking good um, that show? How could I even forget the name? The Hulu show. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, The Good Doctor. That's what it's called that I've been watching lately. The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor. Um, and then that other show that's actually a book. And then I'm going to wrap up this episode, guys. But it's that show that's a book that I can't think of. Um, Normal People. Oh, I literally watched the whole season of Normal People in one night a couple of weeks ago on my fall break. I couldn't help myself. There are 30 minute episodes and it was like 12 episodes. It's so good. Like, and it's a book. And I just, ugh. but yeah. Every so often, like, I decide that I can watch a little bit more TV. Even though I'm a super movie buff, I tend to watch movies more. But I've been getting into a couple of TV shows here and there. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to be back. And I just wanted you guys, I missed doing this so freaking much. And I'm just trying to wrap my head around everything and just be more consistent with it because I really like it. It's a really uh, a highlight of my week when I'm sitting here and I'm just running back and playing back through things that interest me that I hope interest you at the same time and token. Um, so, yeah, that's that.
And that's that. And I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to stop here. And I guess I'll see you guys or I'll talk to you guys in my next upload. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please read the show notes for everything mentioned on today's episode and also to catch up with me. Um, And I'll see you guys in my next one. All right. Bye bye.